Beehive Sports Podcast is powered by Swing Juice. Visit swingjuice.com and use promo code Beehive20 for 20% off your golf and MLBPA apparel. Swing Juice, wear it, feel it, play it. In episode 33, we got the World Series heading to game six tonight. Then we get into the usual NFL reactions from the weekend's games and the trade deadline. We'll look into some college football and close out the opening with some thoughts on Colin Kaepernick's new show. In sports history, I'm giving you five facts and an explanation as to why it's not 10. And the things that sting, it got busy today as two more NFL players are doing the bi-week boogie. We'll close out the show with my hive mailbag where we talk about what could have been, if only, but it wasn't. Let's go. Welcome to the Beehive Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Joe Bees and Kylie Munch. Yep, I did tell. All right, we're back, episode 33. Kylie, back in the Beehive. Yep, I'm back. Welcome. We missed you. Yeah. Fans missed you. Two Everybody, weeks off. I missed break. you. Yeah. Uh, Skeddy did okay, though. He's getting a little more yeah, comfortable, I, watched, I think, as time goes. So. I watched him. Bits and pieces. I didn't watch like the whole thing of either one, but I watched bits and pieces of he's both. Getting all, he's getting all right. Oh, yeah. He's a good, he's a good uh, wingman. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take it personal, Sketty. All right. We're going to get going. Uh, first, a snake update. Got to do a snake update. Uh, playoffs this weekend. We got the one seed. We play Fraley's 8 a.m. Sunday. Playoffs round one. Should be. I mean, I don't want to talk poorly about them. They're a new team. They're going to figure it out, I hope, you know, just get better as time goes. But uh, we plan on dusting them. Let's see what's going to happen. World Series, we're switching it up today. So we're going to go, usually it's NFL reactions right off the bat. But tonight, game six, uh, Astros forced game six. They uh, were down 3-1, took game five in pretty convincing fashion, which was nice, too, because... uh, after the, what was it, the bottom of the first, uh, pretty much lost hope right yeah, away. Like grand, grand, grand slam, slam that's all right? yeah. fucking they do is give up grand slams. They're two against the Red Sox, one now against. Has to be the team who's allowed the most grand slams in a playoff run, I would almost think. Especially in, to still be in. <laughs> yeah, still winning. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, hoping Atlanta does what, you know, Atlanta teams do. Blow the lead. Yeah. We'll see. But uh three two. So yeah, still gotta back get, to Houston though. Yeah, so. they still gotta win two more though. And I'm just Yeah, not, absolutely. Yeah, but I mean it's good I, to be going home. I at hope least. they're up to the task, but it's just that's a tough thing to do when Yeah, it know. is. I mean they I mean they gotta win three in a row, really. They already get yeah, one. Right. So I mean yeah. but uh Garcia tonight on the mound against Max Freed. Freed pitched in Houston's game two victory where they absolutely shelled him. Uh Garcia Took a loss in game three, but uh, gave up. I think he had one earned run. They lost 2 nothing. That was a game they didn't hit. So he pitched well, uh, comparable to you know who, was, who Atlanta's putting out there. Uh, but again, regardless, 
if the Braves win, I'm, I have said this multiple times now, I'm not going to be mad. I'll be bummed out that the Astros did not win, but I would be happy for the Braves and their mm-hmm. fans. I, I like, I don't know. Yeah. A pretty impressive run with, with losing Acuna and with everything that happened with Ozuna, Ozuna yeah. and, and, and a good job by the, a great job by their GM to go out and add a bunch of pieces like Jock Peterson. And I mean, the whole outfield was added at the deadline. Jock Peterson, Adam Duvall, uh, Jorge Soler. Um, Has Rosario been there? And Rosario. Rosario yeah. the, all four of those guys. So their entire outfield was added, was not on the team at the beginning of July, which is pretty impressive. That is impressive. <laughs> yeah. I, I like Eddie Rosario, and he's yeah. playing a really, really nice series. The catch he had would have been game four, Sunday. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that highlight reel catch he had mm-hmm. running towards the wall, checks the wall, turns around, just snaps his glove and makes a catch. It was mm-hmm. fantastic, and he's hitting the ball well. He, he was hitting against the Dodgers. He pretty much carried Well, that's what I'm that like. Who, who, at this point, let's say the Braves win tonight. Who's MVP? Yeah, right now tough i would say that I, i'm leaning rosario just because of what he's i mean I, I know they don't factor in the entire playoffs it's just, it's usually uh, supposed to be just, just that the series, series but, but and he's playing pretty well i mean he's, i think he's, but there's no like there's not like a huge significant standout the only other thing i could maybe see them doing is just giving it to freddie freeman if there's not a significant standout well too and he's you know he's their he's, he's their, their guy, guy. yeah you he's know their guy. Mean? But I could see right now, because there's not a significant standout, I would say Brian Rosario for the past series or Freeman just because he's their guy. And I'd say if the Astros end up winning the next two games, that's still – I would say I'd have to see what would happen throughout the next two games to make a decision on on as far as that goes for mm-hmm. them because they've, they've been getting a little bit from just about everybody here mm-hmm. and there. There hasn't really been one guy who's just on fire uh, – Zach Granke, pinch hit, <laughs> <laughs> another first, by the way, because uh, he did make history on Sunday mm-hmm. by batting eighth in the lineup ahead of Maldonado. He's the only pitcher since Babe Ruth to be in a World Series and not bat ninth. Mm-hmm. And then game five, they pinch hit him, and he gets a single. <laughs> <laughs> dude he's so bizarre but he can that is hit wild he yeah hit. yeah he always has been able to hit a little bit and so yeah um, uh, now do you know is ian anderson lined up to start game seven if i would based he, off of what they've done so far i would think that so. would be another possibility for mvp if they were to go to game seven and he pitched it yeah and he pitched really good because he true. pitched phenomenally and i would think Granky's gonna be game seven for houston which he gotcha. pitched he pitched well the other night mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. took you know but they were being no hit uh, by Anderson. By, yeah. Well, and then yeah. they yanked him at what? Six, something like that. But they carried the no hitter, yeah. carried it into the eighth inning. Right. Yeah. A couple more pitchers came through before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think it was Marwin got a hit. I can't remember exactly mm-hmm. who it was, but like I said, regardless though, if the Braves win it, I'd be happy for him except Jock Peterson. He's the only yeah. I remember you saying that guy you know, really ever since the Dodgers colored hair. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, and it was because of the Dodgers, which is why and I, his pearls my, he's wearing. Yeah, what is with that? <laughs> what is that about? Is there a story? Uh, I think there was, but I honestly can't remember. He's I did wearing a pearl necklace. Yeah, with piss colored <laughs> mohawk hair. I just can't stand him. His face <laughs> pisses me off. I don't, I'm not a fan. 
All right, we're going to uh, move on to some NFL here. Oh, we had a couple comments. Let's see if they're World Series relevant. Mark Lanin, sorry, Joe. He says, uh, so, sorry, Joe, I'm a Braves fan and have been my entire life. This is awesome for me, and I really hope they finish this tonight. Again, yeah, Mark, I, I would not be upset by that. I mean, it'd be cool. It'd be cooler if it went to game seven just because best two words in sports, right? Mm-hmm. Game seven. So uh, that's always, you know, just good for the sport and good for the ratings and all of that. But yeah, that's kind of what I'm rooting for, honestly, Yeah, as a neutral fan, just, to, to yeah. both of it. I just want to see more baseball yeah, more, as, much yeah. as, as much as we can right. get. <laughs> but I don't blame the Braves fans because if the Astros had, two, had a 3-2 lead, I wouldn't be rooting for game not. seven. Of course not. <laughs> Give them get, – get done, get right. out. Yeah, as a fan of one of the teams, you have to, obviously, but, but yeah. Ryan Arnold says, I think it will go off of this game if we win only – way because no one has really stood out in the world series compared to the nlcs and see to that token on the other side with the alcs same thing ryan uh jordan alvarez completely mashed in the alcs Mm -hmm. against boston Mm -hmm. if that's a world series win during that you know the way he played there he'd be it's the same thing rosario was it rosario then in the cs nlcs who was carrying the load for the right and then uh jordan for but then in this, I think I saw that Kyle Tucker leads everyone in home runs and RBIs, though in the playoffs. He may because he's he's been really really good with runners in scoring position. Yeah. And actually, I saw that the other night, but I don't remember exactly what the numbers were. But yeah, I think he had like four or five home runs and like twelve RBIs or something like that. Crazy. Honorati can't can't be here tonight, so he says if the Astros win MVP, or if the Astros win MVP, goes to the guy who bangs on the trash cans. Well, Michael. Just piss off, okay? <laughs> Nothing to say to you. <laughs> All right, we're going to get into some NFL. Trade deadline. Uh, describe it in one word. Uh, pretty quiet. Boring. Yeah, pretty. Yeah. It, wasn't a, it wasn't a huge it no. Wasn't no, no huge deal. No, it wasn't. Uh, yeah. We had Von Miller, which was the splash. Which was wasn't just... today on deadline right. day, so right. it was actually yesterday. But so. we'll call it. Because it was, yeah, it was towards, the deadline. towards the deadline, but yeah, but probably the splash, right? It yeah, lot, we were kind of waiting for the day of the deadline, the big deal to go through right. or something, yeah. You know, but like the first day of free agency, well, I mean, obviously, everybody was waiting on Watson. refreshing Twitter, and everybody was waiting on Watson, and then we started to get reports around three, four o'clock that, that it, it wasn't, wasn't going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Von Miller to the Rams for a second and a third, coming from Denver. I uh, had this conversation with you already, but got to have it with the listeners. I've declared the Rams the team that hates the draft the most. They just don't like participating. Mm-hmm. I think they probably think their scouts are overpaid and we should just not have them. And then they can just have more money. Well, did to pay did you see the thing that Honor Audi sent us about the them drafting drafting Jared Goff? No, I didn't. He see sent it. the things. What did say, it say? It said about it said the Rams took Jared Goff with the first overall pick one time, and then they decided, yeah, we're never doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> so they just trade all their picks. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's where I'm going with this, yeah. Because right. uh, this coming draft, 2022 draft, the Lions have the Rams' first-round pick for Goff, or for Stafford, rather. Uh, the second and third round pick now belong to Denver. The fourth round pick belongs to the Texans as part of the Brandon Cooks deal. The sixth round, they have a fifth. So that's going to be their first pick unless, you know, there's some changes between now and then, which there very well could be. 
pieces moving around and more draft picks coming in. Uh, so they have a fifth. And then the sixth round pick belongs to the Patriots now because of the Sony Michelle deal. And they have two sevenths. So, like, I, they just sleep in till Sunday. They can do whatever they want the whole weekend. And then Sunday, like, oh, shit. Got to take three, three yeah, guys. They, have, they get that weekend off, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's just interesting. I mean, but, hey, if if the the win now, win now mentality. I mean, that's really what I think yeah, it comes down. They're all in. I mean, and I read today that they're looking to sign Von Miller beyond I did this season. So, where they're going to get the money? No idea. Yeah, I don't know what his performance has been like this year. I don't know. I can't imagine he's going to get anything like he got with that last deal no, anyway. No, and and maybe he's he, aging. So I mean, and I, he might even take to stay with them to have right. a chance at winning, chance of winning one. another ring, another yeah. ring. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so other notables, Ingram to the Chiefs for a sixth-round pick. Melvin Ingram, who was disgruntled in Pittsburgh, my guess because of playing time. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not. I didn't read into why, but I saw that he was disgruntled with the Steelers. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They. I don't. I don't know if it was playing time or if it was that he wasn't happy with the performance of the team, or I don't know. I guess, but I. I, I did see that. I mean, they're five hundred, aren't they? Four and three, I think. They're four and three? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I guess I wish I would have looked into that more to see what was pissing him off because you're lining up opposite of TJ, right, was where Mm -hmm. he was positioned. Mm -hmm. And that if that's not like all the tools in the world to succeed, I don't know what Mm -hmm. the fuck is because TJ Watt's probably looking, heading towards defensive player of the year this year. Mm -hmm. And that's only... I mean, again, I understand that Donald, like Donald's clearly the most dominant player at his position in the league, but all these pitchers are now surfacing where they're showing him just being mauled by two to three guys every, every mm-hmm. down. Uh, that's what kind of player he is. It mm-hmm. takes that much focus from an offense. That, yeah. Miles Garrett, the same way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, yeah. Isn't is Highsmith the other guy? Highsmith play Donta is it Donta Highsmith? I think Alonzo maybe. Alonzo, yeah, maybe. for the Steelers. For the Steelers, yeah. Is he the their other pass rusher? Maybe he's the one that's getting more play time. Than so, either. yep, that would be it. And uh, Hunter Hunter Geckel actually just commented in Ingram wanted out because of lack of playing time. Yeah. So that makes it's, sense. I think it might be Highsmith that's getting in there more. That's maybe pushing him out. And Ryan Arnold comments again. Speaking of NFL, what are your thoughts on Henry Ruggs? We will be speaking on Henry Ruggs and the things that sting here in you know about a half hour, forty minutes. So stick around for that, Ryan. We'll be definitely be talking about it. Uh, the only other thing for trade deadline that I had, uh, Alex Highsmith, Chris Otina. Thank you. There Appreciate it. it. Yep. We're Thank not Steeler fans. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. Uh, the only other thing trade deadline that caught my eye actually wasn't a trade at all, but it was uh Lord or no King King LeBron mm-hmm. chiming in on OBJ mm-hmm. about I did see that. free OBJ. Yeah. So I actually commented back to his tweet, which he doesn't care what I have to say, but I wrote, I'm assuming you're talking to the defensive backs who have just shut him down all year. <laughs> Is that who you want to free him? Because uh, or Baker Mayfield, maybe. Yeah. Well, th- and then I guess his brother, <laughs> OBJ's brother or somebody put out a video showing all the times he was open and Baker didn't throw to him. And I mean, to me, there's, there's definitely a point where that becomes like something of a discussion, but at the same time, it's all about play design. And and 
how defenses respond to things. I mean, I, I went to the Bills game this Sunday and I saw Allen not see Diggs wide open multiple times. Mm-hmm. But it's because he was rolling the other way or he had pressure in his face. Like things, just different circumstances take place throughout the game that make you, you know, unable to see. I mean, I'm wide open all the time. Jeff rarely ever sees me. <laughs> it's a snake football. We have other weapons, you know? So, uh, yeah, I, just LeBron. Why? Just shut up. Sh- Shut up. He's not going to. He's not going to, but it's just (laughs) so funny that he feels the need to place his thoughts. The thing is, is if he just put it out there, cool. But like Bleacher Report, Sports Center, everybody's like, oh. Yeah, every time he LeBron tweeted. Yeah, every time he says something. Well, yeah. It's fucking stupid. Especially if it's got any type of controversy to come along with it. Hunter Geckel says OBJ should have made a video of all of his drops. Agreed. <laughs> All right, moving on to NFL weekend reactions from the games, of course. Weird week of games. I posted, I think most of you probably saw it, that, uh, you know, this is why the saying's out there, that this is why they play. Well, it used to be this is why they play all 16. Now it's this is why they play all 17. It's why they play them all, because it's the NFL. It's any given Sunday, and even when you think you have something figured out yeah. to a degree, uh, something like the Jets – beating the Bengals happens, mm-hmm. which we'll get to here in a minute. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a league of parody. Every, almost everybody's got a pretty bad loss at this point now. I would agree with that. Except for <laughs> not, not we've all, well, we've the, you can, it, a say, lot of teams have two bad losses. And we're going to, and we're going to start off here with the Packers handing the cards, their first loss, 24, 21, no top three receivers, not a problem for, uh, old a Raj. He, he still, still got it done. Uh, they did lose big Bobby Tanyan for the year, which mm-hmm. is a little bit of a, a pain. I think he was a major red zone guy for, uh, Rogers last year. Anyway, I don't even, La- yeah, he even got year, a touchdown this year. Nah, I'm not sure actually, <laughs> but still, I mean, that's kind of the, the aura that follows him around is he's like a little mm-hmm. fallback guy for, for Rogers. Um, they held Murray to a 67 passer rating. He throws two picks. Like you said, everybody has one bad loss. This is a game the Cardinals should have beat Green Bay because they're so shorthanded. I mean, you're missing literally uh, the best receiver in the NFL, Devontae Adams. You're uh, missing Lazard, and then you're missing uh, Valdez Scantling. Mm-hmm. And Randall Cobb just comes in and shows everybody why Rodgers wanted him back, I guess. Yeah, yeah so. at home, too. And uh, Murray got banged up. Obviously, they lost Watt for what looks like possibly the season. Um, that doesn't help either, but, no. but Murray got banged up in that game, which we, I've said multiple times since the beginning, before the season even started. Cause last year, that was the issue with that was, was Murray got banged up. He messed his shoulder up. I've talked about his shoulder a lot and, and now he got banged up in this game and that's going to be the big thing for them. Obviously. I mean, obviously any of these teams that have the high profile quarterback, they got to be healthy for them to be a contender. And Murray has shown that he gets banged up a lot. I mean, he's a little guy and he likes to run around and he takes some hits. And, and so so he, I mean, that's going to be a big thing for them. The other thing too, that took place in this game that I wasn't aware of until I really looked into it. uh, I noticed it during the game, but I had the volume down uh, that Hopkins was on the sidelines a lot. And then I'd see him in a play and then he's out of play. Well, it turns out uh, Cliff Kingsbury talked to the press about this and 
he was checking himself into the game without clearance from anybody in and out. Yeah. yeah. He was just coming in when he was, but he didn't practice all week. He was active and he was playing. I mean, he started the game. I'm pretty sure because it was because of health, some type of health issue. Yeah, though. he's injured. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's another thing to watch. Mm-hmm. That's you know, yeah. I, was it his foot or something? Or I ankle? didn't see because I know he was battling something with his foot or ankle early. I think in it was the year. ankle. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I didn't was unaware of that until later on that he was actually coming. They have a decent amount of depth at receiver is the good thing for them. Um, Christian Kirk, A.J. Green. Rondell Moore Rondell is Moore, very yeah. good. Too, and they're using yeah. him a lot of and, different ways. And A.J. Too. Green looks healthy again. Yeah, I mean, so they do have some depth there. Um, but, yeah, you'd like to see Hopkins obviously get healthy too. Yeah, they're, they're a little banged up right now. So. For sure. So, I mean, you know, they took they took a loss. but So we'll move on. Uh, Steelers. Take the first against the Browns, first of two games that they'll have with the with Cleveland this year. 15-10. I didn't watch this. So this was a kind of a shitty th- well, it wasn't shitty. It was fun. I got I went to the Bills game this week. So therefore, like I would normally watch multiple games at once here. Mm-hmm. I only got to see the Bills game and then I had to watch the recaps on Facebook of all the uh other one o'clock games and then f- of course the four o'clock games, which I think maybe I caught the tail end of them by the time we got home, but uh, yeah, Steelers, uh, with a three and a half point dogs, I believe they were, went out right. They weren't favored in that game. In no, Cleveland. no, it was three and a half. I think Cleveland was, what was favored. Was. Yeah. Uh, 15, 10, both teams were over 300 yards of total offense. So I was kind of, kind of miffed about how this took place. And of course the recap doesn't show all the other, you know, things happening, but I think there was like four punts per side, which isn't an incredible amount. Uh, the, and the big and then, thing was for the Steelers was they ended up going for it on on fourth down a lot because their kicker got hurt. Right, Boswell died. Right, yeah, like yeah. got killed. Yeah, he. They did a fake field goal and it, right before it. right before half. I think it was they could have taken the lead. It was like it was tied at six or three or something. I don't remember what the score was, but it was tied, and they could have taken the lead with a field goal and. They did a fake field goal, and he went to throw it, and he held on the ball too long, and he got mauled out of bounds. Legal hit, no penalty. Yeah, no, no penalty, and but he got thrown like right into the down marker or something. Right. And I saw the replay yeah. uh, of the hit, but it was only like a fifteen second clip, so it didn't show yeah. anything that took place afterwards. So I wasn't sure if they ended up throwing a flag on it, if it was clean. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and they were afraid to kick a field goal like from the ten yard line or anything like. It just and it kind of blows me away because it seems like this happens. This happens where a kicker gets hurt at least a few times a year. You see this happen, and it always blows me away that a that, punter that, or something that, that can't somebody that doesn't. Duty. Yeah, doesn't yeah. can't make at least give you like a 70 percent chance when you're when it's like a 20, 30 yard field goal. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. To where you can at least have a shot at not having to go for it on fourth down every time. Like, well, that's what I've been saying for a while now. I said if you can get a kicker who can handle kickoff punting and place kicking and then have a, a regular position guy who's good enough at it. Like you said, right, 60, yeah. 70%. You can kick just, it in play on a kickoff. Just 30 you, yarders, you know, right. That, you know, you could save a roster spot right. if you could figure that out. And yeah. that thing, and that's what we were talking about actually Saturday at California as we were watching Penn state, Ohio state. Cause that's what their kicker does. Everything. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's not going to go pro for everything. And I think they said punting is what he's probably going to go pro at. I can't remember which one they said, but, uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, it's such a big thing to not be able to kick a field goal or or an extra point in a game too. That like 
it's such a huge disadvantage when you lose that guy. It's like it's like if you were golfing and you had to all of a sudden start using a something like a something like your driver for your putter. You know what I mean? And that's what it's like to me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's such a huge disadvantage. Yeah. Mark Lane that guy. Mark Lane says, "Do you think the decision Coach Tomlin made with the kicker was bad? He got demolished." Uh, I don't know what happened leading up to it because again, I only watched the game recap, which doesn't show the whole drive. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what the score was at that time or anything. When the when they did, when the, they fake, did the fake, kick. it was tied. It, it was, was almost tied. halftime. Okay, it was so going they, into half. So it's just a risky play call, hoping for it to pan out. Tie game. You know, you have the whole second. Yeah, half it was to go. three three, and they went into half. Oh yeah, because they were three three. Buffalo was three three at half. Yeah. Also, so that's yep. right. Somebody and mentioned they, that they to me. They could have gone up six three, but they decided to try to fake field goal for some reason. But, they must have drove it up in practice and thought they had a 100%er play or something. Hunter Geckel says, Ocho Cinco was making extra points back in the day. Someone on that bench has to be able to make a 25-yarder. Yeah, I mean, Ocho Cinco, the extra like a points. a little bit of a soccer background, too. Well, you? and the extra points were also from the two-yard line then. But, oh, yeah, that's true. But now they're from the 17. So it's a 19-yard instead of a – it's a 34-yard kick now. But, but still, I mean – Well, I – as far as the result goes, uh, I was kind of satisfied with it, believe it or not, even though I primarily root against Pittsburgh. I just think uh, the Browns fans were carrying a lot after that playoff game last year, so now we're back to evened-out shit-talking. It's back to a rivalry, and that's what I'm happy yeah. about. It's not we hate the Browns and the, uh, you know that, them over there saying we hate the Steelers and the Steelers just beating their ass every time they played because that's what it was for years. I mean, that right. – that, like ownership of the rivalry could be compared to what Brady did to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Like just dominated them every week. We hated him more than anybody in the world, but here he comes and he, we know he's going to carve up the secondary. And well, Ben's got like more wins than any, any quarterback, quarterback <laughs> yeah. at that stadium. Yeah. yeah. Something, or maybe Baker might have. Baker, I think passed him now. Him, Cause yeah. I think Ben made a comment. Like mm-hmm. I'm glad to see I'm not the most winningest or the winningest quarterback at first energy. No. I think I did see now they're saying that he's got the most wins in Ohio, though, because and he has so many against the Bengals, Bengals too. too. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, good that this rivalry's back. I like that. That makes that game a lot more fun to watch. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, you know, it evens out the shit talking. The Steelers snag a win early. And I think that I looked, they don't play again until January, like first week of January. Or, uh, yeah, week 16, 17. There's 18 weeks now. So, week mm-hmm. 17, I believe it is. Or something along that lines. They they play in January. I know that. So, mm-hmm. uh, moving on, we have uh, the Bengals, who ten and a half point favorites roll into the Meadowlands, and <laughs> Mike White, old Kentucky Hilltop, Western Kentucky Hilltopper, Mike White drops four oh five and three touchdowns on him, thirty seven of forty five. Did yeah. you see the asshole who made the hundred or one thousand dollar bet that he would lead the or be the top of the passing leaders for yardage for week eight. No thousand dollars. Some guy put on Mike white <laughs> and he did it. And he caught a two point conversion, right? Too. Yeah. Three touchdowns. <laughs> he was 37 of 45. It's yep. his first NFL start. 107.4 passer rating. He was a 2018 fifth round pick by the Cowboys. And he's actually a pretty big dude. He's six, four Like I said, Western Kentucky uh, Bengals offense stayed the course. They just, I, I think they were just, all miffed by the fact that some guy named Mike White. <laughs> it's just yeah, it'll be interesting dimes. to see what he does this week. I mean, they might have a, 
they might have a, a little bit of a controversy on their hands when, when Wilson's ready they, to come they back. Could. Yeah. If, if he keeps playing right. pretty good. Uh, I mean, and you have uh, another 10 point spread in that game too against yeah. the Colts. So yeah, the Bengals, uh, after I had hyped them up for however long it was quite a few weeks in a row there, yeah, I've been like, on the Bengals, Bengals are under the radar, real deal. But again, uh, you know, this is a game where maybe the punch in the mouth was what they needed. They're fl- probably flying a little bit high. I mean, that's a young team, and we all mm-hmm. know what young people are like. Get a little, little cocky, a little fool of yourself. Joe Burrow has made some comments already. I mean, throughout his just short career in the NFL, it, where he was like, "You want to win the game, put it in my hands." At the end, shit like that, where you could tell the dude he's confident, but mm-hmm. he's a little bit cocky to him too. And I'm sure they're flying high after beating the shit out of Baltimore, and it just, you know. Yeah. You go into the Jets probably thinking, this yeah. is cake. Vegas knows we're going to kill them. Everybody knows we're going to kill them. So. And it's not like they played No, bad, they didn't. Bad. That's what I, I mean, said. The least, offense, yeah, the offense gonna, stayed the course. Yeah. The offense continued to do what the offense does. It was the defense who just couldn't. Yeah. couldn't did you it. see the play that Shaq Lawson made? I did not. It was That That was like what won him the game. Right towards the end of the game, he tipped a pass and intercepted it himself. He did a Greg Russo. Against the Chiefs, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. it was it was very similar actually, yeah. yeah. Okay, and and that's what like won the Jets the game. All right, we'll move on now. Titans uh, get the win over the Colts, thirty four thirty one in overtime. That one turned into a little bit more of a barn burner than I think people anticipated, but it is a division game, and you can always almost assume that they're overtime too, right? Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, in overtime. Yeah. Uh, but the big storyline coming out of that right. game is King Henry probably out for the year i saw six to ten weeks and then i saw out for the year yes i i think it sounds like if they make the playoffs he'll have he'll have a pretty good chance chance of coming back it sounded like to me so message to the rest of the afc keep them out keep them out of the playoffs which is going to be kind of hard to do i think because they're already six and two and they and they're in a shit division yeah they still they haven't played the texans yet yeah so that's two wins (laughs) Right. Yeah. In the division. I mean, and that went over that gives them a huge lead in the division now. That went over Indy. They have like a three game lead in the division. So And they sign Adrian Peterson. Right. Which I'm happy about. He can use the money. I read a few years ago he's broke. So let him make some cash while he can. I'm sure it's a cheap. He'll probably deal. come in and dominate knowing him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one up, we got uh, Patriots hand the Chargers second straight loss, 27-24. Chargers four-point favorites in that matchup. Uh, yeah, that was one of my Belichick's of my getting back to Belichick shit. It's balanced offense, 39 rush attempts, 35 pass. Well, yeah, and I've I've brought up before about the Chargers' run defense. They're like 31st in the league, 32nd in the league. I think league. they're 28th. 28 going yeah. into that and i only remember that because i had harris on fantasy and i saw well didn't they have a bye week that probably helped them out <laughs> yeah it might have. yeah probably did actually yeah because they're yeah they have a they came off a bye after the ravens loss right that's yep. correct yep yep yeah so that probably helped them out in the in the and they're still that far down in the in the rushing and yeah i mean and if they they gotta get that they can't just get run over like the way they have been or they're they're just not they're going to lose games like that. No, I mean, and that's what Belichick took advantage of. Like I said, yeah. with the balanced attack, yeah. and heavy run. Yeah, you, you know, know with 39 that. rush attempts, like I said, 35 pass. Mac Jones was 18 for 35. Time of possession was what caught my eye because when you're running the ball, 
you know, 30, 39 times, you're going to chew clock. And uh, time of possession was 35 minutes, 24 seconds to the Patriots with uh, 24, 36 going to the Chargers. So not uh, we'd, we'd talked before if, you know, they're, the Patriots are hanging around. They are. Yeah. They're hanging around. So it'll be. And it seems like it seems like Mac looks a little better every everyone every week. He looks more comfortable, and they they seem to like trust him a little more. Like he threw thirty five times in this game. They seem to like yeah. kind of be like more opening it up a little bit and letting him kind of spreading things out for him. And going back to uh, the Titans, real quick, we have Brian Lastman says. Adrian Peterson is going to carry them, so he's on board with you. <laughs> and uh, buddy Josh here says, "What shape will he be in when, if he returns?" And that's the question. You know, I don't know right. what the rehab process is like, and it, does he rush it? Do they rush I'm it a little sure bit? He's not human, though. So right, he probably will heal quick, and then when he heals, he'll just be like he was immediately. He's kind of a freak. The nice part in that division, they might be able to just let him get fully healthy, and so we got a uh, Saints. Yeah. Marching on Brady's comeback, 36-27. Saints score late, and we saw the image that we see every time Brady's getting the ball with around two, three minutes to go, and he's losing, staring at the ground. Typically, that means somebody's about to get fucked. Right. <laughs> but it didn't pan out this time. He threw a pick six. So yeah. uh, Saints get the big win. And again, another story out of this game, mm-hmm. Winston's ACL. He's done for the year. Which, I don't know. It's not like he was lighting the world on fire yeah, as yeah, it is. So. Yeah. No, I'd agree with and, that. And Hill will be back soon. Hill will be back soon. Simeon didn't play bad. No, he didn't play bad at all. Had some experience. I, mean, I saw everybody, uh, of course, jumping on Sean Payton saying, Cam Newton's out there. And he's just like, now nah, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty comfortable with our quarterback room right now. So It seemed like they were trusting Simeon more than they trusted Winston. Like, they... I don't know the games I've watched the Saints. They don't even they let them pass that much, and then Simeon comes in, you know, halfway through a game, or whatever, and threw it thirty times. And I was like, I don't know if Winston's thrown it thirty times yet this year. Hunter Geckel adds that Philip Rivers said if the Saints ask him, he will sign, and I actually saw that too earlier today. That he said he hasn't been contacted, but he'd be open to the discussion. So high school football must be over, right? Or his team didn't advance far. They're done because that's what he was doing coaching so yeah i don't see that happening with with tyson hill hill coming back soon i feel like that but i you know what i do see because there's been a lot of talk about with um with russell wilson in this upcoming offseason and especially the way the seahawks have a little looked a little it seems like him and sierra there want to want to get out of seattle you think and, uh, and the Saints have been one of the teams that they've brought linked up linked to him a bunch of times. I've seen that too. I, I don't know why to me, but for some reason they just make a lot of sense. Yeah, it for does. Him. Yeah, because they have such a good roster. Yeah, and they're just the one piece they're missing. Yeah, yeah. It seems like that's their case almost every year. Even when they brought in Breeze, it was mm-hmm. almost like an immediate impact because mm-hmm. they already had guys in place, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, just the last few years you could. I mean, Breeze's decline was pretty evident, Mm -hmm. the way his ability to throw the ball. And, I mean, he was pretty noodled up in the arm department as time went on. So, yeah, putting Russ in there. Yeah, of all the teams that have been mentioned, I mean, if he wants to be 
a serious contender. I think that's it's, but it seems like they're they're very um, in touch with like they want to go somewhere where they can be like in the in the mix. Like they're saying, like Vegas, like um, was one of the teams in for uh, us. Yeah, like they want to be like in a big city. It seems like that'll be. And I don't know if it's because of the music scene in New Orleans. I don't know what attracts them to that yeah. or what, but who they, knows. All right, a couple more to go here. We have uh, the Bills with a big second half, 26-11 victory. Second win against Miami. They held them to 11 points in two games. I know that's not really saying a whole lot, but that's still tough to do if you think, you know, if you put it in perspective of eight quarters of football, they held them to 11 points, that being the touchdown and the two-point conversion. So there's points came on two plays. Uh, Beasley really brought the offense to life in the second half. And like I said, I was at the game, and it was just like nuts how they were just so zoned in on on Beasley in that one drive that really got him going. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just every play you could tell it was designed for him. They were, just, and he was always open. But of course, you have Howard who's trailing Diggs. I mean, pretty much the entire game. There was very few plays on offense, and I, I am pretty sure I checked just about every play to see where Diggs was and to see who was on them and it was Howard damn near every, every snap. Uh, yeah, they, they were sleepwalking in the first half. They were. So that brings me to my theory that the bills don't do well with time off like an entire off season week one, they come out flat against Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. Uh, and what, you know, they get into a rhythm and then look what they did, you know, four straight games, just putting up mass points. And then you go into the bye week they come out and they just, again, like you said, yeah, Yeah, it was like the same thing. So, Uh, I think it's a good thing now that they're just cruise control heading through the schedule. So you're saying we don't want the one seed? Yeah, I don't know if we do. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> two seed might be the better option. Go Titans! <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, I don't know if a bye week's a good thing. Uh, they, they, and they have that big gap coming up too, where they're. Uh, Thanksgiving against right. New Orleans, and then, and then they're off days like off. twelve, yeah. Day, yeah, ten or twelve days until they play Monday night against the Patriots. Yeah. yeah, so another big gap. So we'll see how they come out against New England. If they suck, then, then my theory really is correct, and really we want don't. the two seed yeah. for sure. Uh, so Manning broadcast. I want to talk about that a little bit since we're on to the Bills here. If anybody watched, he was uh, what? So they had Allen on in the third quarter. And well, I'm not sure what quarter, but I think it was the third quarter and it was hysterical. Uh, cool note that Peyton brought up his son, which I can't remember his son's name, but he's 11 years old and is the biggest Josh Allen fan in the world. Peyton bought him an Allen jersey and mailed it to Josh to autograph. He mailed back that one autographed as well as an autographed game worn. So he's such a fan of Josh Allen. Peyton coaches his uh, youth like NFL flag football team and they're the Bills. And Manning's kid, everybody else, every kid on the team got a jersey with their last name on it. Manning's kid got Jay Allen on the back of his jersey. He didn't want Manning on the back of it. So Peyton's like, it's kind of a kick in the nuts, man. Like, that's my kid. <laughs> like, so they were having fun with that. But the, the real thing I wanted to bring up here is something I read today, too. The Manning curse. Have you heard this? No. Okay, so five guests. <laughs> who are actively playing in the NFL. 
Travis Kelsey, Russell Wilson, Gronk, Stafford, and then Brady in that order. Every time they've had one of those guys on, that their team lost the following week. So if Jacksonville pulls one out against <laughs> Buffalo, we know the man in curse is a real thing. I'm hoping it's not because, A, losing to Jacksonville would be awfully embarrassing. And, uh, I, yeah, just if it's going to continue, I don't want it to continue being with the Bills. So favorable schedule heading the next three weeks, two weeks anyways. Uh, unless Mike White continues to just light it up, then I got to start worrying about the Jets a little bit. But Jacksonville this week, Jets after that, and then the Colts. And then I think after the Colts is when they have their short – yeah, that's their short week, and they go to New Orleans. So next two games, you know, should be – they should be heavy favorites, but uh, – Current Super Bowl favorite on FanDuel and and Josh Allen is current MVP favorite. Agree with both. Not a homer. <laughs> All right, so moving on, we have uh, Dallas winning without Dak, 2016. Cooper Rush comes in. I really don't have too many thoughts on this game other than, yeah, they you know, Dallas is a good football team for sure, and they look good without their starting quarterback in. So that, you know, that tells you that the roster's pretty whole. And uh, I fell asleep, but I did hear a lot of people compl- complaining that they almost got jobbed out of this game with a really bad call. I, I don't know what it was. I honestly still didn't even see I'm it. Trying to but I saw a lot of talk about it. But I, yeah, don't, I honestly don't know what it I, was. I watched. I feel like I watched most of the game. I think I had. I mean, it's another thing. I think I had it on mute, and I was just glancing at it here and there. Yeah, I was but, on uh, first shift. I have to be up at 4.30, so I <laughs> fell asleep. But Here's the fun stat from this game. Okay. The Cowboys are the first team to have a quarterback whose name is Cooper throw to a receiver with the last name of Cooper for a touchdown. They're the first team to ever have quarterback with the same first name as the wide receiver's last name. Mm, Okay. Now this is where it gets interesting. They're also the only team in NFL history to have a quarterback whose last name is Dalton throw it to a receiver tight end Dalton Schultz. So they're the only team to ever have the quarterback with the same last name as the receiver with the first name. So both ways, weird <laughs> stat, isn't it? But it's kind of funny. It's like a score. It, it's like a scoregami. It's like a score. It's a nameagami. <laughs> it's a nameagami, and they're the only team to do it. They did it twice, and it's been within the last two years because Dalton did it last year to Dalton Schultz, and then this year Cooper to Cooper. The two week scoregami streak is that did that end this week? Yes, the scoregami streak is over. <laughs> I keep an eye on that. I know. I like. I like that. I, I think like it's the score. Cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That guy. Like, I was hoping for another. The one guy this who week. came up with that. I mean, that like took off when he like figured that out. I mean, mm-hmm. man, that's a lot of research. You're going way back. Yeah. I don't know when he started doing it, but yeah, it's probably easy to keep up with now. Well, yeah. Well, now that he's done all the research, yeah. he's just check the games each week. Right. Right. Yeah. Now it's simple. So the initial had to be the chart is insane. So you run the mouse. Did he just do NFL? He didn't go all the way back to the AFL and stuff. Or I do you think know? it's just. Actually, I I think it's pre-merger. Pre-merger. Yeah. Holy shit. I think so. But I'd have to look again. But you, So you pull up this uh, website, and you just slide your mouse over each part of the chart. And if it's colored a certain color, that means it's happened. If it's not colored in, then that means it's still available for it you know, to be possible. And uh, if you put the mouse over the colored square, it'll show you like it pops up a box and says... Giants, Cowboys, 19, whatever. This was the score. Like, 
So it shows you when it happened. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty neat. If anybody has a lot of free time, check it out. Actually, you don't need a whole lot. Does it just show the first time that that score happened? Yes. Just the first time. Because once it's happened, it's done. It happens again. It doesn't matter anymore. Right. Because at 2114, be a million of them. Right. 2010. Right. Yeah. 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 30. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch of them that have already happened. So So it's just just the first one. First one that happens. Yep. Chiefs Giants, last one for NFL 2017. Uh, they get the win, much needed, because blowing it to Danny Dimes and the Giants would have been probably pretty catastrophic. Which they tried to. They tried to lose. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely tried to lose. Kelsey just does, like, not, I don't know. I mean, that that's a team I've been trying to pay attention to because, you know, you open as like the, Super Bowl favorite, I think they're ahead of Tampa Bay. Maybe Tampa Bay top two, regardless. Mm-hmm. Your top two Super Bowl favorite, and it just looked like complete shit. Mm-hmm. And even Kelsey, like just on the fumble, his body language after, like standing on the sidelines, the camera on him, he just looks like out of it. Like it's just not something's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, what happened in between? Uh, well, it would have been in between last episode and tonight while we're live. The the little tirade with fans that Anthony Hutchins and Tyron Matthew mm-hmm. had where Tyron Matthew calls the Chiefs fan base the most toxic fan base in the NFL. I think that's like pinnacle uh, meltdown. Like your franchise is struggling as it is. Your team's struggling. And now you're engaging with fans on social media and saying things to them. And it just to me it just shows a little bit of like well i mean he's human like i get being pissed off i i you know defend things too but yeah at some point you got to block stuff like that yeah, out. You ha- yeah. You, especially in this because you're literally ba- i've being, seen baker get caught up in some stuff like that there's before people, and it's there's just people like, who I'm sit like, on social media and put a post or a tweet mm-hmm. after every play mm-hmm. watching their team play after every play they're sitting there saying something about it criticism is going to be there especially now more than ever, you know, the guys in the nineties who played football, like Barry Sanders didn't give a shit what anybody in Detroit was saying. Mm-hmm. They also weren't saying anything bad about it. <laughs> so probably a poor example I used there, but you get the idea. Like those guys, you know, it wasn't a thing. So they didn't think about it. And there's some guys who don't engage on social media and they're probably much happier as far as, you know, player wise, not blocking out everything that is, is bad and not dealing with it. But, uh, yeah, and it's the Chiefs, to me, like we said, we had a big discussion in our group text with Honorati earlier, and it was, to me, the Chiefs deserve every bit of criticism they're getting right now. And to say, I, I just think it's easy to say, well, they could turn it around. Sure, they could. They have the ability to. We're not going to say that about the Jaguars, right? Right. You know, we're not. Those are two completely different worlds. Yeah. The players are in place. The coach is there. We know what this team's capable of, but something's still just off. And I don't know what needs done to fix it. Uh, Obviously, Andy Reid doesn't either because it's just continuing week after week where they just look unprepared. They look slow. Uh, Tyreek doesn't, you know, until he has the ball in his hands, which even Mahomes, his precision passing just isn't like what it used to be. He threw so many. uh, He completed seven out of seven on his first drive last night. And then two out of his next 10. 
it just was and it, i mean a lot of it was balls getting batted down at the line so you can yeah sure blame your offensive line a little bit for not engaging the defender more but that's not that's still not something that usually happens to him i mean the interception at the beginning of the game i don't know if you saw that uh opening drive or second drive i can't remember which one it was but he does his you know jump move to go over a defender and he still and i think if he had put a little more loft on it cuz the guy was pretty much standing by himself mm-hmm. but he kind of zips it and it bangs off a dude's helmet and <laughs> just <laughs> popped up in the air picked in the end zone you know so yeah i don't know uh hunter geckle chiming in here for the chiefs take he says andy reed falls off everywhere he goes he is he has hot ears, then falls off. He did it in Philly. Yeah, I mean, but to a degree, I would say the roster changed while he was in Philly, too. He This this team's pretty much the same he's had the last couple of years, except for a revamped offensive line, which hasn't looked great. Yeah, which sometimes that takes time to get figured out to when gel. it's all new yeah. guys. Sure. That's why I, and, and, and I, yeah, they got some new guys there. They're still not fully healthy on, on uh, defense. Um, they got some guys that are just coming back from injury. Jones has played like one, one or two games and, but I think I saw he got hurt again in this game or something, but, uh, I mean, they're, yeah, like you said, they definitely deserve the criticism. They haven't been playing well, but I also think that, I also think that the AFC, there's just like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really that impressed with the way many teams have been playing in the AFC overall well, you in look general. At the, the four one last teams are all in the NFC. Right. Yeah. Everybody in the AFC has two losses right. at least two losses yep. and, and has for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean and they're four and four. So I mean they're you know and they're, they're two games back of the one seed still, all this being said. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, they definitely aren't playing well, but they're also not that far back of everybody. Right. Yeah. So. No, yeah, it's definitely not sound the alarm uh you know, we're fucked, but I, if I saw maybe some progress, then mm-hmm. I, I think my mind would be a little bit different right now. But they, a uh, two and four Giants team, you know, just took them down to the wire. And that's a team you were, what were they, 10 and a half point favorites on at home. Mm-hmm. And it just like to me, that's a game where it's like, okay, let's go out here and, and punch New York in the mouth because we're a better team than they are because they are. The Saints also lost them like two or three weeks ago. Lost to the Giants at home. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and now everybody is all all on them. Because I, they, I'm still not on the Saints <laughs> because they beat the Bucks. It's a big win, yeah. but it's a division game, right? And yeah, I'm not that. So I get what you're saying, though. I definitely understand what you're saying. I just don't think like nobody's. Yeah, I don't. I just I don't think that that's a like that's a team the Chiefs just have to kick the shit out of. And to me. Especially when you're ten and a half point favorites. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Bucks were what four point favorites, five point favorite, five and a half over the Saints. The Bucks over yeah. the Saints, yeah, yeah. Favorite what the line? Yeah, five and a half points. Where you have ten and a half here. You know, of course, they're five and a half on the road too. So mm-hmm. factor that in. You could. Make I was it talking seven about the Giants when they were playing the Saints. Is what I was saying. The Giants beat. beat oh, okay, okay, beat okay. The, yeah, beat the Saints. Is what I was yeah, saying. I just saw th- in New in New Orleans, and New Orleans was like a nine point favorite in that one. All right, we're gonna head on to some college football. Just brief. Penn State, Ohio State, uh, wasn't a blowout. Eighteen and a half points, I believe, was the where the line closed. Uh, they lose by nine. It was a good game down until you know uh, they kept it close. The the 
play that really broke Penn State's back was early, and that was that scoop and score uh, when, you know, on the fumble. The play I really want to talk about because it's going to lead into a little bit more here is the steel chambers ejection for targeting. Now, I was sitting in a room full of Penn State fans, and all of them were like, that's that's bullshit. Like, he should not be booted for that targeting call. Uh, and I think that that conversation's been had so many times this year that I wouldn't be surprised if we see maybe a slight rule change. I mean, well, they've already said they're going to look at it. Are, did they? Yeah. And maybe are, I knew that, and I just forgot. Yeah, I think we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, they, they, they already announced. They have to. They already announced they're going to look at it. Because remember... They said that they were talking about making it a two-part, like you'd have to get two of them to get ejected, right? Or, just like unsportsmanlike conduct or something, like like that. Fl- like, the, like in the NBA where they have flagrant one, flagrant two. Okay, where the, if it if they deem that it's bad enough, it'll be a flagrant two, and then they would eject they them immediately. Ejected. Otherwise, they get a warning. Yes, and then the second targeting yes. penalty, regardless of the severity, right? You get tossed. Right, that's okay. the way it works in the NBA, and they they talked about making a rule something. like Yeah, that. I'm for that. I I, I just think. You know, of course, I was cheering for Penn State, so they could have ejected the entire Ohio State team, and I would have been fine with it. But uh, yeah, it was a that was a tight call, and and you know, and the, and again too, you know, the other thing too. Now it happened in the second half, so he has to sit out the first half of right. the next game, which right. is that's crazy. Like, I just I'm not. I agree with the call. I love that they throw a flag and then they review it. I wish the NFL did that because there's a lot of times. A helmet's hitting a shoulder pad, and that flag's flying in the NFL, and there ain't a damn thing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. Judgment call, here we go, 15 yards, okay. And that could be super crucial. That's a big penalty. I mean, it's the biggest penalty you can get that's set yardage. Yeah. Um, so the I've always thing, said – go ahead. Uh, I'll let you finish. I'll let you uh, finish. I just, I've always said that uh, I think that that's one thing that college football has right, and the NFL is just too proud to adopt it, uh, that in overtime. But I th- just tweak the rules a little bit. Right. They can almost perfect that. Like they can perfect what they have going right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, and I also think in the NFL there was there was a game this week where there was a where there was a there was a personal foul like uh, helmet to helmet that got called that shouldn't have been. And and I I almost feel like that feel like in reverse like in the nfl like there should be a way that it can that can get looked at like like you said it's 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 a good in a way but it needs tweaked yeah well and uh like hunter says here the ejection has to go unless it's intentionally shouldn't be ejected see i don't necessarily agree that it has to go i like the two call the two part yeah like they do it in the NBA. yeah sure because then you know you've been worn once quit leading with your head yeah uh intentional or not the issue I have, and this is where it carries over to the NFL, was a play that happened last night, too, on a punt where uh, the Chiefs came down and made a very nice special teams play uh, as he's trucking in to hit the punt returner who did not call for a fair catch. He's free game. The punt returner catches it, looks, goes like this, and, of mm-hmm. course, the crown of his helmet then smokes into him, you know, where it would have been in his chest had he not lowered it into the field of where it became helmet to helmet. So I think that's why a review is so necessary because you could say, well, hold on. He was had good form coming in. The defender made this, or I'm sorry, the ball carrier made it a helmet-to-helmet hit. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's right, that defenses are being punished for – I mean, I get the guy's protecting himself. 
I would too. You'd see a right. dude flying down the field at you. You're at a standstill. You know, you know, mm-hmm. there's no winning that. So, uh, yeah, I just uh, think that the change could be in place. But uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't here last, and I wasn't here last week, obviously, or last couple weeks. But obviously, so I didn't get to really speak on. But obviously, last week the loss to Illinois was the oh, it was yeah, that was I mean yeah. that pretty much that pretty much cemented Penn State's season. It anyway. did. It absolutely did. But I so. still think that Penn State came in carrying a little oh, bit more. I'm sure against I, against Ohio State. Well, that's why yeah. I, I was still like that was kind of my take going into it though. Like as I was watching the line and everything, I was like. Penn State has no motivation for this game. Right. But they do because it's Ohio State. Right. So they still do have motivation. And they showed that. They played hard. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just Ohio State, you know, better roster. A couple couple plays that, you know, big plays. Like I said, the scoop and score was huge. And, uh, yeah. So we'll move on to a couple of the other games I just want to mention. Nothing major on them, but just noteworthy. Iowa loses 27 27- Seven to Wisconsin, further proving they're a giant fucking fraud, which everybody knew. Anyways, they should have lost to Penn State. Uh, Michigan blows a 30 to 14 lead, also a fraud. 37-33 to Michigan State. And Michigan State, where are they at now? We have them number five, so we'll get to the top ten here in a minute. But uh, got to win out. And... I know a lot of people who I was with Saturday who said there's no chance of that happening. So I guess we'll see. Walker had five touchdowns. All right, I'm going to tell this story. I wasn't going to, but I'm so pissed off about it. And I talked about it the whole night Saturday. Uh, Early season, I put a 20, I took 50 bucks and I put 30 on Bryce Young to win the Heisman. I put 20 on Kenneth Walker to win it. Okay. To win, I think it was like somewhere in the ballpark of eight fifty or nine hundred bucks. It was between eight and nine hundred dollars. Uh, he had like two games where he just kind of didn't do a whole lot and was starting to drop. I could see, and there was like five bucks on a cash out, and I was like, "Eh, not cut my loss and take a few bucks back." That was stupid. <laughs> it's real dumb. Because now he's right back in the conversation after yeah. a five touchdown performance against Michigan. Uh, and like in everybody's on everybody's radar. Yeah. So I blew it. Uh, don't cash out bets. And Corral had a really bad game this week too. And he, so that, that, that helped right. him too. Yeah. So yeah, that's my advice. This isn't the betting show that's next, yeah. but don't cash out bets. Let them ride. Especially when the cash out's five, five bucks. bucks. Yeah, exactly. Sh- no doubt. <laughs> idiot. Dumb. <laughs> All those words describe what I did. Yeah. Uh, for, oh well. For that cash out, so Bryce Young, I still have that one going. <laughs> so I'm really hoping he just starts lighting it up here. Right. Uh, Auburn gets back to back wins over top 25 teams, defeating Old Miss 31-20. The top 10 now rounds out Georgia number one, Cincinnati number two, Bama three, Oklahoma four, Michigan State five, Ohio State six, Oregon seven. Notre Dame, eight, fraud, shouldn't be there, doesn't play anybody, sucks. Did Bama ever fall behind Oklahoma? No. They never did. I don't think so. But I'm I'll not- tell you what, if Ca- Caleb Williams might have a legit shot at the Heisman now. he's Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, the only game that would hurt him is the Kansas game because that was a game that should have been 
just a sh- stomping, and it, they Kansas kind of came out like mm-hmm. they gave a fuck. I don't know. Well, yeah, I, it, the only and the fact that he didn't start the year, so right, and, yeah. So that's yeah, that clearly obviously but, too. But uh, yeah, the kid's playing good, making the Spencer Rattler nil situation pretty cloudy, which is kind of fun to pay attention to. Uh, number nine, Michigan. Number ten, Wake Forest. So we are going to wrap up opening with just a sh- brief little talk. Uh, I don't know too much about it because I haven't watched it. What? One, one, can I hit on? Yeah. Wake, Wake Forest, have they, they're undefeated right now, still, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. And they just kicked and the shit out of I think uh, their quarterback, Duke, I think, I think their quarterback, that kid, like Rattler was on that QB1 on Netflix or whatever. Okay. And I think that the Wake Forest quarterback was one of the other quarterbacks that was on that show. Oh, was he? Yeah, I believe. I did not just, watch it. Just a little quick hitter on that. I believe I heard they're that. They're playing good. I mean, they score. They score. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're good. not a high-profile right. team, so yeah. it's going to be tough for them to really. You got Cincinnati at number two still, too, though. Yeah. And that's a team that, like I said, they need to. They started out and, the year ranked higher, so I think that helped them yeah. out. They, like, well, yeah, easier to climb when you're already in the yeah. conversation. So, All right, real quick to wrap up opening, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, which I haven't watched. If any of you have, feel free to chime in on this because I there's no desire in me to watch this show. I never will watch it. Uh, it's calling in black and white. I call it calling in black and bust. And the reason I'm calling it that is because I've just been reading reactions to it. Uh, including that of some former NFL players uh, who have chimed in with who, who are actually engaged in the African-American community and helping young black men grow, you know, uh, guiding them, you know, helping them be better people and, and whatever. That's what they're doing in the cities they live in. Uh, and the part that I've read about this, I haven't heard anything else about it other than the backlash Colin is getting for his take on the combine where he compares and there's video to it. Like I saw the clip of that. That's the only part of it I've seen where Kaepernick says that the combine is nothing more than a bunch of white men surrounding athletes and looking for any physical, you know, uh, imperfection or or anything like that uh, that could hinder them from performing. And he says that's similar to when they used to auction slaves. They would auction them the same way uh, by this guy's this tall, this strong, whatever. Uh, And from what I gather from the NFL players' reactions is uh, the comparison is the most bogus thing they've ever heard. Uh, You go to the combine and say you get drafted in the seventh round, you're still signing a contract for over six it was like six hundred fifty-eight thousand dollars or something like that, and you're living free, mm-hmm. and you have all the you know the the combine is what all these kids are striving for, and uh, the one former NFL player. I would also assume that you're completely pampered. Like if you get invited to the combine, you yeah. probably get put up in a nice house. Yes, <laughs> meals. Right. Yeah. Oh, you're getting fed. You're getting housing. You're getting, yeah. Probably if you're invited, your plane tickets probably yeah. covered. Yeah. Uh, All kinds of free stuff, probably. Right. Yeah. So the entire thing is just crazy. But I'm loving that all these people are actually have the balls and they're speaking out. Uh, the one guy said that this message is poison to young black men and kind of went that route with it where he said, you know, we're living in a time where, uh, you know, you make 
you make your own way. And yeah, some people need help along the way and that's fine. Everybody's been there. Uh, but just the message of it, I really was, I was kind of happy to see that these guys are like, that he's getting backlash for it. That it's not people who are just like, holy shit, jumping on board and saying, yeah, this NFL, it is like slavery. It's nothing near that, mm. not even close to it. I mean, you grow up playing and, and, and like, this is what kind of went into my brain. If you're talking from a point of selecting the biggest, the fastest, the strongest, then we can say picking teams in gym class is like slavery too, mm. because you're doing the same thing. Are you not? I mean, I'm not picking, you know, little guy who reads books over there. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know, you want the athletes. That's who you're going to take. You're selecting people over other people. It's part of the process. And the draft is the same way. <laughs> it's yeah. literally the same way. And, uh, you know, the guys who actually care are the ones who carry a chip on their shoulder for, hey, you passed on me, you passed on me, you passed on me, now I'm going to make you pay for it. Like, that's just how the, the game's been for how long, and it's not an ode to anything negative. It's what it is. It's the hiring process. It's job interviews. It's the same thing. Yep. So it's just irritating that, I don't know, uh, you know. <laughs> I'm for, sure he would have loved to get his hands on that the rest of that report for the Reds for the for Washington that they that they are well, I, I that think the league's not letting come out. I'm not sure that that's going to hold up. I think we are going to see that. You think so? Too long. I yeah. don't think we will. I think Gruden's going to come unglued on that whole situation. The he's already talking about suing the NFL. So unless it's going to hinder his prosecution, but I, if I'm him, I want my case to be made public. It's no different than any other lawsuit that you file. You know, it has your bullet points and this, this, mm -hmm. this, this, and this is why I'm suing the NFL. And it could get the biggest thing that's going to be hard for them. I think though, is, is that the league doesn't want any of it to come out because they don't want Snyder to lose the team because it sets a really bad precedent, I think for all the other owners. And then they don't want other people getting digging into their shit. And like, I think that's the hardest thing is that nobody wants Snyder to lose that team for the owners don't. And the owners obviously are the ones that run the league basically. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. They control the league. And so all those owners don't want anything coming out bad and they're doing anything possible and they got a lot of money and they got a lot of pull. Oh yeah. And <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it could not come out, but I just think it's going to take a lot of money to shut Gruden up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it could. Because he's, he's, I mean, he's made but it pretty if clear anybody, already. If they got enough, but they got a lot of power and a lot of reason not to want any of that to come out because, because then no, none of the owner, other owners want any digging. I just up wonder on them. if there's no negativity in those emails about Goodell, are we even having this conversation right now? That's what I want to know. Because I think, I think Gruden's on to something where he's like, oh, Goodell took some stuff personal here, and that's why I'm in the position I'm in right now. Because those came out, the reason they came out, the reason they were leaked was because, it, you know, he th he thinks it's a, a screw job from Roger. And maybe it is. I don't know. But mm -hmm. I'm just hoping that he runs his mouth. And I think that he will, because if there's something Gruden's good at, it's talking. <laughs> he's real good at it. Mm -hmm. He talks a lot. In every video you've ever seen of him, you know, any, when he's a broadcaster, everything, he does not stop talking. So we shall see. Yeah, we will see. All right. That is going to wrap up opening. Long opening, but it was fun. Lots of good stuff to talk about. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with 
this week in sports history. Hungry? Watching the game? Order some Napoli's pizza over to the best pizza in the Times Observer Reader's Choice every year. Homemade, hand-tossed, delicious hot pizza, stromboli, salads, subs, and so much more. Located in North Warren, come on in or call 814-723-7455 and ask about our specials. Pickup or delivery available 7 days a week, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Again, that's 814-723-7455. Hi, this is Brian Hagberg, and I wanted to take a moment to tell you about our new website, yourdailylocal.com. Your Daily Local is your new home for news, sports, and events in Warren County and beyond. Our goal is to cover the people, places, events, and happenings that matter to you in a variety of ways, including writing, video, and audio. And the best part? All of our content is available for free. Head to yourdailylocal.com to get the news you need when you need it. Let's take a look back at this week in sports history. This week in sports history is brought to you by yourdailylocal.com. Visit yourdailylocal.com for the news you need when you need it. Sports history. So we knocked it down to five, and here's why. Uh, because the opening segment was an hour long. <laughs> and they're getting, I'm just trying to weigh things. I want to keep people's attention. I want to keep you here listening, engaged and everything. Sports football in full swing. Right. It's difficult. So uh, I'm still going to throw quick five facts at you each week, but this is the most less engaged segment that I think we have where people aren't really chiming in. Right. So that's why I think it's something that I can trim down and we can get through it. Still going to give you your, you know, quench your thirst for sports knowledge. I'll never let you down in that regard especially in this segment. But we're going to roll through these. If you have something to say, say it. We'll talk about it. Starting with number one, 1924. The Boston Bruins joined the NHL, becoming the first U.S.-based team to enter the league. I did not know that they were the first team, the first American NHL team. Did you? Mm-mm. No. I knew that they were one of the original. I knew that, too. But I knew, like, Chicago, I think. I, I thought that there was, like, an original six or something like yeah. that that, like, that like all came in at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. They were the first to, to join uh, for U.S. base. So I would assume those other ones were like right behind them. Yeah. yeah. Right. So number two, 1986, Padres pitcher and former Cy Young winner Lamar Hoyt is arrested for drugs at the U.S. Mexican border. His third of four total drug arrests, and he was sentenced to 45 days in jail. Uh, so former Cy Young guy uh, had some drug issues apparently because he got hooked four times for it. I wonder if, oh, gosh, I want to say that Talman pitched for the Padres. I wonder if he knew him. I think he did pitch for the Padres. I, he he's talked to me about he. I've talked to him a handful of times, and he talked about playing with Dave Winfield before. Yeah, and Winfield was a Padre, right? I yep. believe. Yeah, well, I think among- that's. A, Seven yeah, other, but I think he, I, if I remember right, he played with him when he was with the Padres. Yeah, for some reason I want to say, and I remember him just talking about he the way when Winfield would hit the ball. 
it was different than anybody else that he ever heard like the bat really and stuff yeah he that's said, a pretty cool story yeah moving on to number three 1990 sandra miller awarded 100 dollars for mike tyson fondling her breasts mike tyson was left out of the top 10 last week i couldn't find anything so he makes his return he's down 100 100 bucks uh for uh, a sexual assault apparently i don't know i don't there was so much shit that he did that i don't have them all like mapped in my head as to what was what he's crashing cars he's racing cars he's destroying furniture in his home feeling boobies feeling boobs yeah <laughs> guys all knocking over. guys out i'm knocking yeah and then, yeah <laughs> right on a regular basis right in and out of the ring <laughs> he's fighting people on the streets yeah wow what a life. 1993, 25 people killed during a soccer match between Ghana and Ivory Coast. Mobs armed with clubs, machetes, and rocks attacked immigrants from Ghana, forcing thousands from their homes. Uh, so I saw this and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll learn more. If you look up soccer stampede, do you know how often this happens? The so the soccer dude I, is crazy. So I'm I I would believe it if you tell me. It's I don't all the time, know, but it's happening all the time. Because I, I know Ivory that... Coast sounds like a nice place. Don't go there. There, the the majority of the stampedes happen there. I don't know if their fan base is that rabid or if they're just dicks and don't like anybody else who's not from there. Makes the Bills Mafia seem like pussies. Huh? Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are just tossing people through tables. Right. They don't have machetes. <laughs> this is a dangerous place. Like, I don't know much about Ivory Coast, but when you hear the name, like, I'm like, man, doesn't it sound lovely? Right. Ivory Coast? Right. Yeah, like, that's a place. I'd check that out someday. No. <laughs> no. Number five, 2003, pro surfer Bethany Hamilton, at the age of 13, has her arm bit off by a shark while surfing in Hawaii. This is why I stay out of the ocean. Ivory Coast, ocean, two lessons today. Don't go in either of those places. It's funny that I literally just this weekend watched the shark attack thing and how they're becoming more frequent now too. And people are, the show I was watching was saying that people are saying it's because of all the people doing like the cage dives for sharks and like, them. and like feeding them. Ah. So they're associating seeing humans and stuff with, with that they're going to, yes. Oh. And that in shark attacks over the last like 20 years have been so humans more and more frequent. It. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, like those cage dives they do. I'm stuff. not an ocean guy. Like I like going to the beach, mm -hmm. but I don't really go in the ocean. We go to Sandbridge with everybody. I'm in the pool. It's right next to the beach. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm close enough. I'm at the beach. Stick your feet in a little bit or something. I can maybe. walk a little bit. Yeah. And then I, if I have a few, I'll do some of that. Not going out surfing boogie board. or anything. Yeah. No, but I'll hop on the wave and ride that <laughs> in, but it's like 15 feet. Right. You know, I feel okay. But no, I don't. Everybody I know and love will go in the water. Uh, I watched Kroz actually go out so far that I was extremely uncomfortable. And he, once he came back, was mad at himself for doing it. Uh, but he, yeah, he, I said, where are you going? And he just kept pointing out and saying, over there. I'm like, this is a terrible, terrible idea. I got out pretty far one time and got stuck in a rip current. 
How'd you get back? Uh, I had to, they, I knew because I had been taught, we talked, my family had talked about it and stuff. If you ever get caught in one, you go to the side until you get out of it. To go sideways. You go sideways. Instead of trying to beat it. And yeah, because in, you'll just keep wear yourself out. Yeah, you'll wear yourself out and yeah. just keep getting pushed out. So I was taught swim, swim to the side, swim horizontally with the beach until you feel yourself get out of it. Yeah, but, I have. Uh, but that happened to me one time in Jersey, I think it was. And it was scary. I was getting pushed out and out and out. And I was like, holy fuck. Well, now, you know, <laughs> stay where you can touch bottom. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason to be there. People, not people, but animals, that's their home. Right. Right. And I, I just stay out of their home. So that's what I do. <laughs> this Week in Sports History is brought to you by Your Daily Local. Visit yourdailylocal.com for the news you need when you need it. We're going to take a break, and we will be back with the things that sting. Uh, bye week boogie. Pest Control, your hometown pest control company servicing residential and commercial properties in Warren and surrounding areas since 2015. Sean and his crew will work tirelessly to keep your home or business free of insects to rodents and everything in between. Contact Jones Pest Control at 814-230-9548 and set up an appointment today. And remember, ants, spiders, bees, or mice, don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control, 814-230-9548. Checkout means sales and services with two locations on Warren's east side. Their garage at 800 Lexington Avenue not only services cars sold by means, but has knowledgeable staff and modern state-of-the-art equipment waiting to serve their hometown of Warren. Whatever you need, including alignments, tires, brakes, yearly or enhanced PA inspections, 
oil changes, and much more. Make your appointment today at 814-723-7191, extension 2. It's now time for the things that sting. The worst stories in sports, according to Joe. This edition of the things that sting is powered by Jones Pest Control. Ants, spiders, bees, or mice, don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control at 814-230-9548. It's 814-230-9548. So I'm introducing a new phrase to the things that sting. Now that's football season. It's called the bi-week boogie. Uh, the first member, I guess member, I guess participant, the first participant in the bi-week boogie was DeMonte Kazee because he was on a bi-week, he gets a DUI. So we're going to monitor bi-weeks because so far they've had, I think we're in, what, the fourth, this will be the fourth week that there's scheduled buys. Is that right? Fourth Sounds or fifth. Sounds about right. Something in there. So out of four weeks, or this is four, so out of three weeks, we have three arrests of NFL players. Or not, well, not necessarily arrests, but things that sting worthy uh, stories. So the bye week boogie, like I said last week, DeMonte Kazee. This week, Henry Ruggs. Involved in an early morning crash, fiery crash, that killed a person and will result in rugs being charged with DUI resulting in death. According to the Las Vegas Metro PD, they responded to an MVA near South Rainbow Boulevard and Spring Valley Parkway. So I Google mapped this just to see what, what type of area it was, if it was out in front of a casino or what, you know whatever. I've never been to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't go to Vegas because I will never return. It is a highly residential area. So there was uh, houses on three of the four corners of the intersection. And it said near, so it wasn't in the intersection, but somewhere near it. But there's like a maybe a little strip mall with a liquor store, a, a pharmacy, a few things, but mostly a residential area. So it's outside of like the downtown crazy area. Mm-hmm. Upon arrival... Uh, I'm sorry, the MVA involved a Chevy Corvette and a Toyota RAV4. Upon arrival, the police found the RAV4 was on fire with a deceased woman located inside. Uh, Preliminary investigation indicates that the front of the Chevy collided with the rear of the RAV4. So he rear-ended somebody. Wow. Yeah. And and it killed Wow. Yeah, he had to have been flying. Uh, Or it, you know, gas tank. Kill him. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He was treated for injury, so... Uh, like I said, the investigation indicates it was a rear end, uh, collision rugs was identified as the driver of the Chevy, uh, rugs remained at the scene and showed signs of impairment rugs and the unidentified female were also transported for injuries, DUI death in Vegas or not in, in the state of Nevada carries a two year to 20 year sentence. So 
the bye week strikes again. Like I said, the bye week boogie. That's what we're calling this because it's just and these this, guys. This one's a this is a bad one. Yeah, right. right. It's, a, su- it's super unfortunate because his life's ruined. Regardless of mm-hmm. how this goes, his life is now ruined. And uh, and obviously the last it, person this happened to, I believe, was Dante Stallworth, I remember, that played for the Browns. Right. Yeah. And he never played again. Right. Uh and then now also two, uh Andy Reid's son. Right. Who's about to go to yeah, trial. Last for it. sorry, last, last player. Player, right. yeah. Yeah. Reed because Reed's yeah. son's about to go to trial. I mm-hmm. think that's in April. Mm-hmm. Uh, scheduled to go to trial for but the same. Stallworth never and his actually a uh, correction. His wasn't resulting in death. He just left a child with traumatic brain. I say just like mm-hmm. it's not. It's still bad. Uh, so his accident didn't have a death in it, but it left a child with uh, serious brain injury that they're gonna you know have forever now. Uh, yeah, Stallworth. I I think his was. I remember I was like in high school. And his did result in death. Yeah, I remember and, that too. Now and I don't think he ever played again. No, I don't think he did either. And uh, yeah, so it's pretty safe bet Ruggs' career is over for one night out. Say, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I'm sure more will be released, like what was taking place inside the vehicle. If there what was, a couple uh, weeks for Raiders, huh? Right. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to get to that in the, in the betting show a little bit. Talk about uh, some resiliency that they've showed so far. Now they're, you know, they went through one uh, terrible distraction. Now mm-hmm. they're on to another one. Yeah, I saw they had released a statement today. The team, Mark Davis, is probably about sick of having to do that. Yeah, huh? yeah, he's, yeah. It's, so it's, uh, like I said, just it's a terrible situation. Uh, it seems pretty cut and dry. Uh, I don't know. It didn't say anything about field sobriety or anything like that. But sometimes when people are in a crash and they're injured, you can justify not doing SFST because they've been in there. You know, they could argue that they were hurt and that's why they couldn't perform a test or something like that or have a concussion uh, that would mess with the eyes and mm-hmm. things like that. So, uh, yeah, we'll just that's one we'll keep an eye on. And probably I'm sure by next week we'll be able to touch more on this. I'm sure more will come out. But. Yeah, it's a shame. Uh, what is he? Second year, third year, second year, second year yeah. in the NFL. First round, Alabama. Pick, yeah. yeah, just a shame. Uh, one night, and that's you know what we we've talked about before, which it just doesn't make sense. I have friends who you know live in places where Ubers are prevalent. And they don't drive anywhere when they're out drinking because they have that option. Henry Ruggs has the money to pay somebody to take him wherever the hell he wants to go. So it's just a shame that this, you know, that it yeah. came to this and could see a what could have been a really great career cut short because of uh, one one night making a bad choice. So uh, next up for the bye week boogie, Malik Harrison got shot by a stray bullet. Baltimore Ravens inside linebacker. It's non-life threatening, of course. It hit him in the calf. Uh, he was outside of a nightclub in Cleveland during his bye week. Uh, told police that a fight Larry broke Flint's? out. What's that? Larry Flint. I don't know. Didn't say. Might have been. Yeah, it didn't say. I don't know what <laughs> nightclub he was at. I'm sure if I would have dug a little bit more into the, like the Cleveland paper or something, I could have found like what where he was. But yeah, outside of a nightclub, a fight breaks out inside as security's picking out, uh, kicking out people. A uh, man brandishes a firearm, starts letting bullets fly. Everybody takes off running. He gets struck in the calf. Uh, four men were arrested though. So they've already have charges on everybody, which is a good thing. 
Christie's Cabaret. That's the other one. Mike Honorati talking about. I believe he's talking about Stallworth. He ran over a homeless guy. I think he served 30 days, suspended one year, and played two more. Hmm. Oh, he did play after. Yeah. Uh, running over. <laughs> All right. Did he did he kill the guy though? Did he, or just did... he didn't say. I I oh. thought that he did. I thought yeah. I thought it was a death though. I could be wrong. But uh, yeah. Back to Malik a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harbaugh said that it's not shouldn't be a uh, issue that keeps him out too long. I don't. Never been shot. Thank God. Hopefully that streak continues. But uh, yeah, it's just another one of those things where. I get it. Like they're these guys are human. They're gonna go out and do what they want to do. But it's just choices. You gotta really think big picture when you're when you're at this level making that much money. You think things maybe can't happen. It's just low profile. And a Baltimore guy's hanging out in Cleveland. That takes some balls in and of its own. Must be from there. So I'm maybe. just uh, maybe this is a little more premeditated than we thought. <laughs> but it could be pissed off Browns fans. Yeah, but. Yeah, so four charged in that one. So the last story we're going to touch on, just real brief, and this really isn't a – I put it in the things that sting because if you play football for Morningside High School, you are probably looking forward to winter sports coming up because they just got thrashed uh, by Inglewood High School, 106 to nothing. Justin Martin, who's a UCLA commit – from Inglewood High School through 13 touchdown passes. Fake football team. It no real. These <laughs> ones are real football teams. But I'd like to see Inglewood <laughs> match up with Bishop Sycamore just to see what would happen. I bet they'd beat their ass too because they're pretty they're not good. Uh the highlight from this story that I was laughing at is Morningside coach Brian Collins was critical of Inglewood High School after they went for a two-point conversion while up 104 to nothing. That's what you're mad about. That's what you choose to be upset about. <laughs> a two-point conversion when they're up 104 nothing. Not at the other team. Not your team. For no, getting... not at your team for just getting trounced. Like, it was like 80-something nothing at halftime. 86 or something. Fucking kicker's leg was probably tired from all the extra points. <laughs> <laughs> and having to kick off all the time. Yeah. <laughs> had to keep dude. kicking off. Busy dude, yeah. <laughs> Had to keep kicking off and kicking extra points. Fucking leg was tired, yeah. man. So they go, a, break. they go for two and break. They go for two, and then coach old Brian Collins is pissed. You get, it's 104 nothing, man. And you're mad that they're going for two? There's a I could off the top of my head list ten other things I'd probably be fucked off about first. Uh Honorati said he was on a kick count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that only explanation right all right that wraps up the things that sting this edition of things that sting powered by jones pest control ant spiders bees or mice don't think twice call jones pest control at 814-230-9548 that's 814-230-9548 we are going to take another quick break and we will be back with my hive talking about the one game or more, I don't care how many you list, a couple of you named more than one, but if you could change the outcome of a game, any game, 
what is it? So if you're in the comments and you haven't responded to the Facebook post about it, stick around because we're going to be going through some of these. Uh, there's some good ones on here. I'm looking forward to it. See you in a minute. Icy Ink and Warren is a great place for personalized gift ideas. They offer custom screen printing, embroidery, and specialize in youth fundraisers. Online stores are available. Check them out on Facebook or at IcyInc.com. That's I-C-Y-Y-Inc.com. No setup fee for youth sports or organizations. Located on Penn Avenue East in Warren, the Blue Building by the Glade Bridge. Or call 814-688-0034. That's 814-688-0034. Hi, this is Ryan Klein, the host of the new pop culture podcast, Me, Myself, and Rye. You can find me on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and several other platforms. Special guests, breakaway shows, bonus episodes, cold beers, and a whole lot more. So what are you guys and gals waiting for? Subscribe now to the Me, Myself, and Rye podcast on Spotify or wherever it is that you get your shows and start listening today. My Hot, Joe's very own world of sports. A little back and forth. What, college football normally? Yeah. That's the first time you... This... (laughs) 
This week's Mive segment is brought to you by IC Inc. From screen printing to embroidery to youth fundraisers and online stores, visit icinc.com. That's I-C-Y-Y-Inc.com or call 814-688-0034. All right. Sorry. There is some in-between segment stuff happening i hope california is listening though because we're about to get to that here in a few minutes so in my hive segment we uh pose the question uh if you could change the outcome of any game what would it be and uh you know if you answered that question you really don't have to say why because if you're changing it it's the why is pretty obvious uh so we're going to start off i'm going to go through the comments here bill nabinsky the 92 NLCS Game 7, Sid Bream making his ridiculous slide. He was definitely out. Pirates should have been in the dance that year. This was literally going to be the one I said at first, but then I already I saw that he had already said it. That was the one you were going to say? I, he, so, then, he, so then I had to come up with something And I different. think Brian Hagberg. Yeah, a couple people mentioned yeah, that one. a couple people mentioned that one. So the Bucko fans. And that was my immediate one, that came, first one that popped into my head. So, so. Tim Zafino uh, rebutted. Maybe if Barry Bonds didn't throw a three-hopper from deep shortstop. And Bill's response is great, though. Fair, but pre-juiced Bonds didn't have the same arm. <laughs> just, yeah, he, he, did, uh, he did grow. He had a really good arm, I thought, back then, though. But I, Just a shitty throw. Yeah, I think... It, Sid Bream, dude's got to be at least in the top five slowest baseball players ever, which is probably true. It, if you watch that replay, which I have a few times, like... I remember that game because, and what's funny is I think last week we talked about Sid Bream in the last segment because uh, we were talking about, because uh, I had Kelly Renzel on with me and Sketty and he, we were talking about uh, the Braves and, you know, Astros World Series and the Braves last time, you know, playing those games back in the day against the Pirates. And I remember saying, I'm pretty sure I said it last show that my dad was so pissed off that he just walked around saying Sid sucks Bream for like a week following that game. When was he traded there? To the Braves? Yeah. I don't I don't know. I almost like want to think it was in the middle of that season. Which seems weird though, because the Pirates and Braves knew they were both were contenders. Like it's yeah. weird that they would ship somebody. I don't know. I have to look into that. If anybody's listening and can figure out when C- Sid Bream became a Brave, let us know. Uh moving on to the next one. Bunch of Bills fans obviously chiming in. Super Bowl be 25. Norwood makes the kick. Uh, Tom Bleem wide right. Uh, yeah, several, several going that route. And, and I'm going to get to mine too, but that's definitely one of them because I think if the Bills win that first mm-hmm. Super Bowl, I think they carry a little momentum into the next three. I'm not saying they're going to win all four, but and, and at least they'd have one. And that was definitely the best shot they had of the four games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm on board with that. Bream was tra- uh, not traded, but between the 90 and 91 uh, years, he went to Atlanta. Oh, okay, so he'd been there a full year before that play. Yeah. Okay. All right, so we have uh, Brian Hagberg. Like I said, he mentioned the Game 7, 92 NLCS. Also brings up the 94 Michigan-Colorado Cordell Stewart-Hail Mary. I remember that one very distinctly. It was a bomb, wasn't it? Yeah. Like 70 yards or something? To Michael Westbrook, yep. That's crazy. I remember that, but I don't like remember the details. What was the importance of that game? 
That I don't really remember. The only reason I remember it very much is because my dad had a good friend that lived in Colorado, and he was uh, he was a Buffaloes fan, and I remember we were watching it. I was really little, but all right. So if you were going to go down here too, we have Brian Lastman, the catch. Uh, let's see that pass just go off Clark's hands. Uh, so that's the eighty-one NFC Championship, Dallas, San Francisco. Most people, I mean, that's like a highlight reel shit right there. Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Uh, Jason Hoffman. This was probably my favorite response. ALCS Game 7, 2004, Yankees, Red Sox. I guess it also could be Game 4, 5, or 6. <laughs> so any of those would have worked. If they just would have won one of them. Uh, I'm not allowed to make fun of the Yankees for another like 350-some-odd days. Not that I'm counting. But I made so you're it. staying out of those comments. Staying out of that one. Staying out of that one. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting your tongue. I like it was funny though that he it was. Know, yeah, I like yeah, that. He's that. like that four. Good. Could have been four or five or six. Uh we have Josh Scott saying Super Bowl twenty eight, Buffalo versus Dallas. That way Bills win one of four Super Bowls. Yeah, you can go anyway with any of those. Uh, but he did text me and say his explanation was because that was the one that they were the biggest underdogs per Vegas. So, I don't, one of them they were in. The other one was a complete blowout. Well, the one they were in was thirty to thirteen. But it was thirteen ten Buffalo at halftime. You're right. And then they uh, gave up twenty unanswered and lost thirty to thirteen. Yeah, didn't score in the second half. Hard to win a game when you do that. Yeah. Ryan Arnold, game five this past Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw he commented, I kind of assumed it was going to be Braves related. Uh, but don't worry, uh, Arnie, they got two more shots to do that. And it could very well be tonight, my friend. Uh, Tim Zafino says the 1984 Super Bowl. So everyone would shut up about Dan Marino being not being one of the greatest QBs in NFL history. So that Super Bowl actually took place in 85, uh, but it was the 84 season leading into the, you know, how the season 84 85 season so the super bowl was played in 85 marino montana uh 38 16 uh, i agree with tim I, I think they a lot of people put stock in super bowls which i do i mean it's important for sure but a guy can have a fantastic career and never win a big game and marino's a prime example of that kelly's a good example of that uh yeah i mean the thing with marino is how many times did they even like how many playoff win like did he even did they even have many deep playoff runs or? I, I don't i don't think a ton yeah, I, I don't know Not i i don't ton. i really don't know i know the bills knocked him out of I the just playoffs once or recall twice. i just don't right yeah but i i just don't recall them making even a lot of deep runs or anything like they're never getting even close is is a big is a bigger thing to me honestly I mean, I guess, shouldn't say never got close, obviously, like he brought up, but but not very often getting close, even. So Tim Zafina, or I'm sorry, Adam Munson brings up the drive, the fumble, either one. So, that, that I mean, that's the same game, right? Pretty yeah. sure. Driving uh, fumble 86 AFC Championship, where the drive being a 98-yard drive construed by Elway, 15 plays, uh and that tied the game, actually. It would have uh, put them – or it took them to overtime, which is where Denver ends up winning. But, yeah, that was the Brown shot right there for sure. They're closest as they've ever been. Uh, so, last, we're going to get into some of our own. Or, wait, do I have some more here? 
Oh, I do. Hunter Hunter chimed in 2011 Super Bowl. Brady would have one more ring, and it would make Eli a little more likable. I think it's what made Eli likable. <laughs> it's the fact that he beat Brady. It's got to disagree yeah. with that one, Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why Bills fans didn't mind Eli for a long time. And not just Bills yeah, fans. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's everybody. I mean, they're – it's uh, – that's the nature of when you start winning so much, everybody's rooting People against you. you. Yeah. Yep. That is the truth. Uh, Honorati says the tuck rule game changed the league for 20 years. Yeah. There was uh, another person. I was going to say, I thought somebody else said yeah. that too. Yeah. Yeah. Dave Robarts, he said the same thing, tuck rule. So that's, yeah, that was a game. That's one, you know, obviously I remember the tuck rule 2001 AFC divisional game. That's Raiders. Yeah. Uh, Patriots in the snow in the snow. Yep. But yeah, sometimes referred to as the snowball two, not the first one, but the second. Um, yeah, that one was definitely a gift that took Brady right into greatness for sure. Lastly, Kylie. And this is the one that I'm actually, this is where I'm probably going to go to. Like I, I said, I, I like the missed field goal. You know, wide right Norwood. Wish you would have got that one. That's probably going to be my number one. I was, I was, I don't. I only remember the Cowboys Super Bowls, so right. I don't even remember those ones. Yeah, and they got pretty much beat up. Yeah, good. so, so yeah, this I'm, was the most. I don't heart because I was like in middle school for this one, right? And so I remember it very well. Yeah, I remember and, this also, and I was so upset. I remember tearing all the my bill stuff down in my room and <laughs> meltdown. Oh, I had a complete meltdown. <laughs> I don't think I went to school on Monday. And <laughs> uh, Music City Miracle. So you notice how all these teams or all these games where one team just gets fucked, there's a name. Like right. There's a name for it. The tuck like rule. The catch, yeah. the drive, the fumble. Yeah, that's true. The tuck rule. That's very true. The Music City Miracle. Yeah. What do they call uh, the Miracle in Minneapolis? Is that what they call Diggs' catch? Yeah, they had some like sort that. of name for yeah. that. I can't remember what it was, but yeah. Uh, so Kylie, who is sitting right next to me and could have just said this on the show, but decided to comment on the Facebook post, which is fine. It's fine. <laughs> the Music City Miracle, because I've said for years and years that Eric Molds would have broken the Mike Jones tackle at the one yard line. James, California. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Mike Jones? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Uh, yeah, he puny ass Dyson. Right, Kevin yeah. Dyson. Yeah, Molds would have blown Mike Jones. He would have over. blown Mike Jones' helmet right he off. carried him into the end zone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break, James. Yep. That, Thanks for confirming that I'm right, James. Yeah, he did say, yeah, you're right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got a, one more coming up here. Hunter again. Wish the Cardinals would have beat the Steelers so Larry Fitz would go out, go out with a ring. He deserves one. I was uh, a, I liked that one. Yeah, that was a good Super Bowl. I I remember that. That's one of my most memorable like Super Bowls. Honestly, I really that was a yeah, very, remember, oh, that yeah. was an enjoyable one. That's the uh, James Harrison right before halftime. That swung the whole San game. San Antonio Holmes was the huge catch at the end. That was a ten point swing because yeah. they could have just kicked a field goal. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that uh, was a big play. Uh. James is, is responding. He says, shit, like the game would have ever been that close with the Bills. 
it, it depends on who they start at quarterback, James. If if Rob Johnson's still in there, you're probably right. But if Flutie, if Flutie's in, yeah, it's over. Yeah, Kurt Warner's back bagging groceries again. Isn't that what he did? Or insurance sales, whatever he yeah. did. When that Bills defense was really good that year, they were good. That was like Sam Cowher <laughs> yep. and those guys. Yeah, yep, yeah, that was a tough team, but. Didn't pan out. Forward passes were uh, okay back then. And, you know, Steve Christie had a field goal at the end because he was still kicking. Yep. And uh, when right when we thought the Bills are advancing, some bullshit like that happens. James says the Rams O was okay, too. Was that the turf? Is that greatest show on turf, James, or is that a couple <laughs> years later? I think it's a couple years later is the greatest show on turf. No, I think that was the beginning of it. The that's like the start. Yeah, I think that was the beginning. So that's like that. Isaac Bruce. Yeah. Holt, uh, they had Marshall Falk, Falk yeah. then. Yeah. yeah, their their offense was good. No, good, they yeah. were. Yeah, they yeah, were, they really, were good. really good. Yeah. Uh, but the offense isn't gonna who isn't who's gonna try and tackle Eric Moles going into the end zone. Yeah. That's yeah. the only thing. <laughs> yeah, they barely beat the Titans too. So. <laughs> so Tom Bleem commenting says uh if he could change the outcome of a game it'd be the cambridge springs little gritters falling to meadville in the 2021 little gritters championship <laughs> lucas was devastated that's his son <laughs> he'll hey he's uh they were in it though so that means they're on the right on the right track all right i think that's gonna wrap us up here uh we're gonna be ending the feed we will be back though in about 10 minutes or less, maybe, I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes, because that's going to take us to, oh, hold on, Honorati. Quit picking on James. The Rams won't ever get another one. Let him have his moment. I'd bite my tongue if I was you, Honorati, because they're looking pretty good this year. Uh, Niners, you're a Niners fan, though, so you're allowed to hate on the Rams all you want, I suppose. But, yeah, we're going to take a break. We'll be back, uh, like I said, just about 10 minutes with the three baggers show, we're going to be doing our picks. Uh, my three, Kylie's three, Skeddy's lock of the decade. That's zero and two. <laughs> Not that I could say we've been doing any better, but hell of a start. We're dude. over five hundred. We're over five hundred. Yeah, both of us. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're going to come back with that, and then we're doing the second quarter of the season power rankings. So uh, real quick, if I can find my paper here. There it is. I uh, just want to give a reminder to everyone listening to uh, watch, you know, pay attention to the Facebook page. We're posting when we're doing the live shows, usually the morning of, or if we're doing it in the morning, because the times vary, then we'll be posting it the night before, just giving everybody a heads up of when we'll be getting on live. Uh, on, and that'll be, that's posted on Twitter or Instagram. Of course, we can't broadcast on Instagram because their rules are different than everybody else's. But wherever you follow, just watch for the announcement and you can watch here. You can watch on Twitter. You can watch on YouTube. And the uh, ways to look up those handles are on the posts that we're putting up. Uh, yeah, and just continue engaging. Love all the comments today. It was awesome. Uh, it's fun listening to your guys' take on stuff and getting you know getting us to laugh on camera is always a good time, too. <laughs> Some of the shit's good. So. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, everyone who commented today. Also, I uh, want to thank the sponsors, Swing Juice, Napoli's Pizza, YourDailyLocal.com, Mean Sales and Service, Jones Pest Control, Icy Inc., and the Me, Myself, and Rye podcast. Like I said, we're going to take a break. We'll be back up live here in about 10 minutes with the Three Bagger Show. Till then, take care. Be safe. <laughs>